Wake Up with Patty Catter. I love the show. I never miss an episode. It's the best. I turn it on and turn it up. You're listening to and watching Wake Up with Patty Catter, and I am your host, Patty Catter. Today, I have Dan Lobardo on the show. Dan is with 22 Kill. You can go to their website, 22kill.com, but he's going to actually open up and share a little more information about a new merger that's coming. Um, But in the meantime, Dan is an Air Force veteran and he does volunteer for 22 Kill. He's been volunteering for them for seven years, right, Dan? Yes. Coming up on seven years. Wow. And 22 kill, if you don't know, there have been about 22 veterans per day, military veterans who take their lives. And unfortunately, I have known some of them. You may have known some of them. And their mission is extremely important. Um, They also help first responders as well. So Dan, welcome to the show. Well, thank you for having me. Thank you. And I really want you to elaborate a little bit more on your mission. And we had talked a little bit about transition that you guys are going to be going through. And so if you could just kind of let us have it, give us all the information. In 2012, you know, the Veterans Administration came back with a staggering thing that we're losing 22 vets a day by suicide. Uh, So 22Q actually started as an awareness program just to let people know and educating we were losing 22 veterans a day. Um, So how we honored those veterans, we created this honor ring that you wear on your trigger finger and that uh, how you earned your honor ring was doing 22 push-ups. And from there that grew and we did, I mean, we tracked over something like 24 million uh, push-ups that were done all over the United States, but we weren't done. We wanted the next step of actually providing services so what 22 Kill did is then 22 Kill stayed as our education awareness. We created a program called Stay the Course. And Stay the Course, we took over from an amazing woman who started it and wanted to grow it bigger. So we consumed Stay the Course program. And what that is, is our actual one-on-one counseling program. Uh, all of our uh, counselors have master's degrees. They're all certified and we have a few doctors on staff. So we've grown big in that mission, but that's kind of where 22 kills started and got going. And then later on, you know, a warrior to us is a warrior. So we adopted the first responder world. Uh, We all know what's going on right now with our uh, first responders, especially our LEO community, our police officers are having such a hard time with uh, the stress they're having. So definitely the LEO community, the police officers we've seen have increased. Uh, in 2020. From then, we also have several different programs. So kind of the override, what you were saying was the the big changes. And all it is, is that we created a parent company. Everyone who does follow 22 Kill knows our motto is one tribe, one fight. So in that, we decided to create a parent company and call it One Tribe Foundation. And then underneath One Tribe Foundation, so this makes sense, is kind of the umbrella and underneath of that is 22 Kill, which is our education awareness. Stay the Course, which is actually our counseling program. Forged is, is our outdoor program, Forged in Service, strengthened by giving a new purpose. Wind therapy, everybody likes motorcycles. Veterans and first responders are really big in motorcycle rides. So our wind therapy is a program. Watch is a special program that we created that's called We Are the Children of Heroes. And what that program focuses on is the children of the lost of all warriors and and also to make sure the spouses are not forgotten as well 
And then also we got tribal council, which is uh, peer-to-peer counseling. Uh, what it does is we help create a peer-to-peer counseling for LEOs, you know, the, anyone in the first responder and veteran community, because the strength uh, of just talking out the issues and understanding it's okay not to be okay. The strength is leave your ego at the door, talk out your problems in a circle, and it really helps and strengthens uh, others to know that other people that are warriors are going through the same things that you're going through. So that's kind of like an overview of 22 Kill. When you go in the next month, when you go to www.22kill.com, you will see that we are going to have the new website up. It will be the One Tribe Foundation, but in no way is 22 Kill going away. It's just a, a program. So we are a 501c3 and we pride ourselves with 85% 85% of that cost when we were reviewed, you know, goes back to programs. Um, we're real driven on responsibility and making sure we're doing the right thing. So um, we have people all over the United States that wear their rings. Um, we provide now telehealth. So we see people also through the phone all over the United States. Uh, we have uh, three, actually two big offices, actually three offices. And then one satellite office. So we have um, the actual main business office, which will be our One Tribe Foundation location. And then the other two are actually um, locations that actually have counseling, one-on-one counseling. So we have grown. And um, it's a sad point that um, it's only increasing um, the pressures that warriors go through. And if you're out there and you need help, it's okay not to be okay. Everybody gets depressed. No one can raise their hand and say, hey, I've never been depressed. So that's one thing that when we're in a room, it's funny, you got 200, 300 people and we open up with who's ever been depressed and 10 people might raise their hand and you know we kind of throw it out there being direct warriors. The rest of you guys are liars. And then when we're done speaking about that, this is a normal thing that everybody goes through depression. At the end, who's been depressed? Everybody's hand goes up. Because we need to change uh, that process. We need to change how warriors uh, uh, see themselves that, hey, um, I can ask for help. And that's the strength part of it. It's not a weakness. And as I was telling you, Patty, that on our logo is a gas mask. And that gas mask is on there because uh, that gas mask image is uh, has a correlation to warriors. But in the same thing, warriors, more than anyone, can hide their pain. They seem like they're fine. So we ask the warriors to remove the gas mask. And so we can see the person inside there and show the pain and let's talk out this process. So it, it's it's been good. And even through COVID, um, we're still doing well in the sense that we're doing the right things. And the sad part is um, it's increasing every day, the help that's needed out there. So what would somebody need to do to qualify for one of your programs, especially the telehealth? I know so many veterans um, have been coming to me saying that they can't get into their VA doctor or their regular doctor. I mean, and do you have that same problem? Are you having to turn away people? So we have never been on a waiting list till this year. Um, So this year we were up to 30 trying to get them in, but which is a sad part because we can only grow so fast. And but the telehealth process, what you have to do first, of course, is contact and the, the numbers on the website for the stay of the course. And what they do is they'll put you through an intake process. Um, and then you tell them, hey, I'm out of state. Uh, when can you all fit me in some for telehealth? 
All we need is the DD-214 or we need some proof of law enforcement or firefighter or EMT service, uh, and then you qualify. And just to let people know, um, because nothing's free, you know what I mean? And there gets confusion. But what we do at our at 22 Kill One Tribe Foundation's cost, we take in is six visits are at no cost to the warrior. Absolutely nothing. So we manage those six visits. Then we ask you uh, to give us to do something as a commit. Um, we're never going to turn anybody away. Uh, we do take insurance, but if you can't afford it, we're going to still see you. But we're asking for a commitment. And that's just to let you know the overhead of cost of each visit is about $100 a visit. So we're consuming that. So even if you can pay $25, it, it helps towards the impact that our organization has. I mean, you know, people get confused that somebody else is funding. Yes, we do get some grants. Uh, the grants usually cover counselors. We do get some grants for some outdoor program stuff, but we still have an overhead that's almost a million dollars a year. Uh, because counselors cost money, doctors cost money, but they're they all work for us. They're employees, and uh, every one of our counselors or doctors is either were a first responder, were a veteran, or married to one. So the language and communication is there. They understand how to communicate. Because when we first started, and we wanted to branch out and started um, trying to test the waters or, of providing services, providing outsourced counselors that weren't warriors. You know, the thing we got back from the warrior and even from the counselor is, I don't know what this person's talking about. I can't even understand them. Of course, we know how warriors can be with the language side. This person has is goes overboard on the language. Well, then we realized we have to have a warrior speak to a warrior, somebody that understands and has the communication down. So that was the other step. So why we are so successful, of course, is the tribe I have, the people, they're not in this for the money that work for us. I mean, they're working... Most of them, a lot of them work seven days a week to help out. Don't turn anybody away. And then, you know, the other amazing thing is we build a level of trust. And how we do this, just like you guys know, is uh, in the Dallas of Fort Worth marketplace, especially we have those other events. I told you about the forge events, the wind therapy. What that really does is we call non-traditional therapy. The non-traditional therapy, of course, relaxes the mind and body, gets you focused on something else. And then while you're there, who runs these programs? have counselor related programs. So they start talking to you and then other veterans who've gone through our program has talked to you and just, they start helping to let you know, you can trust these people. You can actually talk to them about the things that are eating you up, that are, that are holding you back. And that creates the trust. So the non-traditional therapy is really important in our programs. Uh, and I wish that we could spread out further in the United States because that's the only thing that's different on the telehealth. You'll go straight to a level of counseling, but the non-traditional has grown in the, in our Metroplex, huge Metroplex has just built a level of trust of knowing this group will take care of you. And uh, that's the greatest thing is when I'm in the police organizations too, um, the first thing the chiefs of each department come up to me was, man, the most amazing thing I, I leave and all the, personal cars of my police officers all have 22 kill stickers on them. So he goes, you know, you guys are doing some amazing things because that's all I hear back is um, you guys are helping. So they, they get involved with us. But the other thing is just like the veteran telling the other veteran, the great part is officers are telling other officers, Hey man, this thing's eating me up. This is what you need to do. And our services are totally confidential. And that's, that's what the 
especially the LEO community right now, that's what they need. They yes. need a level of confidence and protection that, hey, I need to talk to somebody and just make sure because you know better than anyone that officers feel if I if I have some major issue, especially with mental health, you know, and the mental wellness side, I'm not going to get promoted. I might be separated from my partner. And that they, you know, they don't want that. The men and women that serve in blue do not want to be separated from their partners, do not want to stay away from the job. They just want some support. And what I tell everybody is we should invest more into it because you want your officers at 100%. Let's help them get there. So it's it's just amazing things that we're doing. It's just the tribe that I, that we have is amazing. Now, Dan, before the show, we were talking a little bit and you're not just a volunteer who doesn't know what he's talking about. And you're not somebody who's disconnected from the military community. You served in the military community as well. Um, typically I ask my guests on the show, what's one trial that you've overcome and how have you, you know, how are you dealing with it now? And, um, one of the things that you brought up to me before the show is you are an air force veteran. And, um, could you tell our listeners a little bit about your experience and then why you started volunteering with 22 kill? Because I think that fits in perfectly with my mission of trying to, um, encourage others by giving you this platform to tell our listeners what's that obstacle that you had to overcome. And this is a great example, 22 kill. Well, I'd start all the way back when 22 kill really wasn't existed. We were on our courage commitment and then we broke off and 22 kill started. So I've been with him from that far back, but what got me involved is I've always had a heart for volunteering. I think everybody should on doing something that you really believe in because at the end of the day in this world, what is it really about? I mean, you can't take the stuff you buy with you. You can't the money with you. It's really improving the soul and, and nourishing the soul. And I tell anybody, try, go out and volunteer something that you want to do because you'll be amazed how your soul lights up and how it creates positive energy for you and the other people around you. But what got me involved with trying to help 22 healing and grow it to what it is today was when I was serving, we had a, a an accident where you know we lost a, a veteran. I was there and tried to help and we lost him. It ate me up because when you see the family and you know the loss and you think somehow in that circle that you were you were responsible, I did the same thing that any other veteran would do is I buried it. Back then, we're talking about the 90s, I did ask for help. There wasn't a lot of real good solutions um, for help back then. Um, I ended up making friends with a colonel who just kept my mind busy. I overeducated myself. You know, I, I filled out for everything and any education to try to keep the mind busy. But at the end of the day, the subconscious mind is stronger than anything that you have, stronger than any muscle. And it's got very powerful. So things start coming up and they come up later in life where, you know, it could be dreams. And, you know, you go through these process of remembering that day. So I was headed towards a, a deal where I was like, when I would think about it, of course, just like any other veteran, you try to self-medicate. You know, I was drinking and I thought that would help me. And all it does is it makes it worse. So I, you know, started asking for help and just talking, you know, I didn't go to a counselor, but I did open up, talk to uh, my father, who is like, you know, my best friend. Um, he kept it confidential. We worked it out. And I was like, man, I wonder what other veterans are doing. Who, who were they talking to? And all the veterans that I talked to could never get into the VA. You know, the line was too long. The, the wait list. I mean, I can't imagine if someone 
is literally thinking about taking their lives and it's three months to get in. I mean, I don't know how we're going to save them. So we definitely needed to change that. But then I also started meeting other veterans who said, well, you know, I lost three or four guys and I was, I was perplexed because it didn't seem like it was bothering them. And then three months later, one of them took their lives and another four months later, another one, I was like, holy crap, how did we, how did I not see the signs? What is going on? And that's what I realized is the powerful side of why we say the gas mask is because they knew how to hide their pain. And only when they were alone or when they were self-medicate by themselves, did that pain come out? So I was like, this is, this has got to stop. And that was the whole mission for 22 kill is like, Hey, how can we keep this from stopping? And like I told you, we tried to uh, partner with other uh, counselors didn't work. So then that's when we brought in stay the course and made that a program of, of 22 kill. And from then it just, it took off. And then you could see the direct change that was happening. Then you had people that that would just come up to you and say, it changed my life, but not only changed my life, this is what I want to also to tell your listeners. And Patty, you know this more than anybody. There's more than just the veteran. There's the family, the spouse, the children that are also going through whatever the veteran's going through because that negative energy, that uh, self-medicating hurts them too. So where do the spouses go? Where do the children go? Well, they they can come to us as well. We We counsel not only the veteran, we do spouses, we do children, that the grandparents are in the circle, that they, they qualify, and we do counseling for them together to strengthen the family core unit. I mean, you have to realize if somebody was deployed and they were gone, a Marine Army or whatever, for six months, mom's been the boss, mom's paid the bills, mom's taking care of the kids, dad comes home, he doesn't know where he fits in. And she's like, hey, no, I got this. I've been doing this. You know, so where's where the where's the identity? Not just men veteran, women veterans. There's a man spouse doing the same thing. And at the end of the day, there's this huge disconnection of who am I? Who is my identity? And that's where it starts going downhill. And a lot of mistakes people have is, oh, they all just have PTSD uh, or they have a TBI. No. If a veteran is gone, I just want you to paint this picture and they've been trained in just the weapons side of things, infantry, they come home after six years, the world's changed, technology's changed. So now they outprocess, what opportunities do they have? What is the next step? Well, somebody goes, well, you're not educated. You just, you know, I don't, I'm reading your resume here. And other than leadership, I don't, where do you fit in the world? So they give them choices. We can work at Walmart. You can work for a drive through. The warrior then thinks there is no self-worth left. So we also need to um, find more solutions for extended education and things to help other programs, businesses to to hire warriors. But before we do that, we got to fix the six inches between their ears first. And then let's help them become let's help them get the things they want. And, you know, I've talked to veterans before. I love it. One veteran told me this five or six years ago. You know, I come home, I get connected with my best friend. He went to college. He's got the nice house, the picket fence, the dog in the yard. I want that. I can't get that. I, I can't afford that. I'm struggling. And I served. I'm a Purple Heart recipient. You know, he told me, and, and look at this guy. He's got it all. I didn't. But he would never change the choice he made. I would do that every day. but. We need to help pick them up 
and reward them for their sacrifices. And I think more people we reach out to need to really understand the only reason you can sit down and you can watch your TV and watch Game of Thrones and all the crap you're watching is because men and women were out there on a hill. Like I tell my kids, as I said, pretend like there's an imaginary hill around the whole entire country. There's men and women standing on there saying, don't worry, you go ahead and play your video games. You go ahead and have fun and protect your rights and things. And then in the same stance, we felt comfortable to be on the hill because there's men and women in blue that are protecting our families when we're, we're gone. They have our back. They have our six. And you got firefighters making sure nothing happens and EMTs. So people need to realize they're warriors, too, and they need to be thanked and we need to take care of them. Yes. Amen to that. Oh, my goodness. Um, so when you talked about at the beginning, you were talking about the children of um, the fallen or those who have died in, in service or outside of service, even by suicide. Um, how do you help them? So interesting enough, when Buck Hearn, who started our watch program, what I loved about it is he went and got uh, spouses of the lost and brought them in of LEO community, firefighters, warriors, and said, hey, what, what, did, what would you want? What do you want for your kids? What do you want for yourself? And we got a lot of amazing feedback of the things that they were really looking for. And the, the interesting part, not only it was things that people think every day is, you know, some nice trips or, or uh, different things we offer, but it's also re-engaging them back in the community. You know, the kids giving out, you know, turkeys on Thanksgiving to see, yeah, I have it bad, but there's a lot of people out there that have it worse than I do. So there, there's the path can always go up. So, but let me tell you something that's really sad is most of the children of the lost, when they come in their intake and they say, hey, what is it? The one thing you want to do? I mean, you would think there's a million things they would say, but what they say is, I'd like to see mom smile again. I want to see my mom, you know, laugh. That's really sad that the children are going through that. So I'll give you an idea. One of the things we did is uh, we let the children get with a Nashville uh, producer, artist guy, and he wrote songs from their pain. Each child got to write a song and he rewrote it, helped him. And then he went and took a band and they fully produced it. Amazing songs that you should hear that these kids. So their pain now turned into a music performance. And not only they could remember it, but they realized they turned their pain into something wonderful. They moved on, they graduated from it. And then mom gets a break too, you know, that she gets to see their kids be happy and they get to interact with them and relax. And the watch program has, has come up really fast. It's, it's really uh, come up with a lot of great uh, events and different things. But what I love about it, it's also community-based. Like I said, is the interaction of making sure the kids understand you got to get back to the community and, you know, you're seeing homeless people and Yes, you did lose mom or dad, but you still have your life and your life has a lot of great things that could happen and move forward. And there's a lot of people who have it worse than you. So, you know, turn it around. Let's make it like let's turn it into a positive. Let's find something you want to do and that you would love to do. So that program is is really amazing. Mm -hmm. That is amazing. Um, some of my listeners know that I lost my dad to suicide and it was in 2015 and I remember on an interview one time, I was talking to a gold star wife. And one thing she said was everybody should become a living legacy for those that have, that they've lost. And 
although my situation was incredibly different, um, it did remind me to always try to be a living legacy. And it sounds like that's what you're teaching these kids to do. And even in the military veteran community, I always try to encourage veterans and or police officers or who whoever to be a, a living legacy. So I, I really like that. Um, and it helped me get through that. Well, we tell our veterans that too, just like what you just said. You're processing the people you lost and you're doing it backwards. You're saying, why are they gone and you're alive? And then you start tearing yourself up because you got to live. Why not take the time of you living and honor them and make sure they're not forgotten? And so we spin it around. Um, We have a lot of events. You can push their name out and carry their name, Um, carry the load. You can carry their name, you know. So there's a lot of things, but he or she you lost wouldn't want you to take your life. They would want you to honor them. Uh, let's do it the other way. You know, instead of it, drag you down, empower it, like do something amazing with your life. Cause that's what they would want. That's guarantee it. Any of those warriors that know those warriors, they lost, they would want them and be proud of them. If they could turn themselves into something special, give back to the community and just make sure their names are never forgotten. Mm-hmm. That's a hundred percent true. Um, some of my listeners also know I've talked about Joey Hart on my show before, and um, I tried helping him so many years. And ultimately, at the end, I wasn't able to help him, and he did end up taking his life. But the last conversation that we had, um, he was getting ready to go inpatient, and he said, When I get out of here, I really want to try to help other military veterans because I'm just fighting these demons and I feel like I can't get through this. And he told me, Keep fighting for our veterans. And that's what he wanted. Like that was his last wishes that we were able to talk about. And he often said that to me and you are so right. These guys who have struggled and, um, ended up taking their lives. I'm sure that the last thing that they would want to do is hurt anybody around them. They're not really thinking of that. You know, they're thinking of other things and they're stuck. And that's what I, you know, if there's listeners out there that are hurting, just remember that I understand there's pain there, but what you're leaving behind is more pain. And you're also increasing by almost 50% a family member to take their lives. And so what we try to educate is don't leave behind more pain, you know, stay with us and let them help you work through that pain. And then people who are mate knowing somebody, I mean, the thing I hear all the time is, man, I knew something was bothering me. I just didn't know what to do. Well, you know, you can love hard. So if it's a friend, the family member, love hard. I don't understand. If they get mad, they get mad. Why would anybody get mad? Because you love them hard. They get mad, whatever. Just keep loving hard because at the end of the day, you don't want to be that person that says, I wish I would have said something. Let's say something now. Let's keep them here now. And like I said, as they they stop talking to you because you love hard, just keep pressing and just tell them, you know, what I do with a lot of the men and women that I stay in touch with them, I'll drive you crazy. But in the sense that I'll just keep saying, Hey, listen, I know things are bothering you, but you got to remember, I love you and you need to stay here. I need you and other people need you. And you, and if you sit there and you think of your circle, there's other people who would just be devastated if they lost you. So life's worth living. And as long as you're living, guess what? You can change stuff. And I tell every all the veterans is the great thing about the lowest low is it can only go up from there. So remember, just like I did, I laid in the bed and I remembered, you know, this, this is the lowest day. And from here though, 
it can only get better. And the awesome thing why I tell them that is I look back on that day and it's almost comical that I, I felt like I couldn't achieve certain things. I couldn't get through things. But then when you look back at it after you achieve those goals, you were like, man, and that's what you need to tell people is the lowest low. I mean, it's it can only go up from there. And um, it's just amazing being surrounded. But we have, like I said, in our circle, like the, what happened with you veterans that were a part of our family. And then it was just weird. It was out of the blue. You know, they ended up uh, taking their lives. And what it does is it teaches us we still got more work to do. Um, but, you know, we've got a lot of great celebrities that are involved at Back 22 Kill. But one of the ones that came in to talk to us was the famous guy, Joe Walsh, the musician who was in the Eagles. He went solo. But Joe Walsh told me that, you know, his parents, I, I didn't know until I met him, was his dad was a military pilot, was killed on a training exercise. So he was adopted with by another military guy. His mom got remarried, but there was no therapy for him back then. And he did music, but he still lived with that because he he kept running into that pain. And he, he went into drugs and he went into all those things as a musician. But he said, when I got to the lowest low, which he says was just before death, I realized that's the pain. That's what's driving me. I need to get this out. I need to talk about it. And now he's clean and sober. He's still alive, he's still playing. But he was saying, don't do what he almost did, which is take your pain so far that you're on that line, you know, of almost losing your life. He goes, I got lucky. They saved me. You know what I mean? Um, and then I turned around. But remember, I call it DEFCON. You know, everybody knows. So DEFCON one through three, I can process myself. DEFCON four, I need to talk to somebody. So know your levels. Know where it is that I need to start. But when you get up to five, it's a really dangerous thing because the people around you are going to get hurt emotionally, verbally. Um, so let's not get that far. Find that level that you need to say, hey, I need somebody to help me. I need to find somebody to help me because this I can't manage this myself. Mm -hmm. That's really important. It is. Absolutely. And um, having somebody and my family who has taken his own life, I can say, you know, if you're thinking about that, it will cause hell on your family. Um, it was extremely hard for me to process. And I still, you know, I still have my days that I'm processing it, but go to somebody like 22kill.com, um, go to their website. You can get all their information. Um, Dan, could you share your social media links and all of the information on how people can contact 22kill and what they can do to get involved? Maybe there's some people out there listening who want to volunteer or have some of your services. So the easiest one is go to the main website and on the website has all of our other links, www.22kill.com. And at the same time, go to our Facebook site is probably the other one that shows events and things are coming up. We do have a way to become a volunteer through the website. Um, we do have it because we've really gotten so large that don't get your feelings hurt. If we, if you don't get picked, it's just when we put out, we need 10 volunteers. I mean, it's like uh, four or five minutes. They're all filled. It just shows you that we're making uh, great strides. But at the same time, if you're in the Dallas and Fort Worth Metroplex, go on Facebook, find an event, come there. Just come and meet the first responders that are there, the civilians that are there, the, the warriors that are there. And here's the other thing is you don't to, to get your 22 kill ring. You don't have to be a, a, a first responder or a veteran. What we want is more patriots. I want more patriots out there, people who just say, I like to honor warriors, you know, first responders and veterans. 
because the way I see it, if you come out, there's nothing more powerful um, for a veteran to see or a first responder to see, oh, where did you serve? I didn't serve. I just wanted to come out here and be a part and say thank you. Those are the things that are uplifting. Just like if you go to a restaurant, you buy a police officer a meal, or you see the, the hat on that says they were a veteran and you buy them a meal, you're honoring them and you're just saying thank you. You don't have to say anything to them. Just let them go get their check and they said somebody took care of it. Those things go a long way. Those things are uplifting. But if you're in the Metroplex, please come to an event because you'll see uh, how amazing it is, the camaraderie that's built, the camaraderie that's in 22 Kill. And, and also, like I, I told you, Patty, I'm also chairman of the advisory board for Brotherhood of the Fallen Fort Worth uh, Police Organization. We run together. You know, it made sense. We're Sibian Circle of uh, that. I also be a part of that. But if you look at for theirs, too, we have plenty of events. And the great thing about those events, you're meeting officers all over the place, not just Fort Worth officers. They come all over the place and you get to see, guess what? They're normal, everyday guys, right? They talk about sports. They talk about stuff. They cut up with you. There's nothing different, right? So they're human beings. Everybody's they have families. They have children. So that's what more people need to do. We need more civilians, uh, more patriots to get involved with these programs. Mm -hmm. And just really quick before we wrap up, your ring. Could you show us your ring again? Yeah, I was going to say if you're a warrior, you can add X. You know, pay a little bit more, and you can get etched in it like mine has. Uh, the Air Force logo on it and two F-22s. There's a few things you can add, but at the end of the day, this ring is the honor ring to symbolize and honor all the warriors that are serving and ones that sadly took their lives that we're remembering the 22 every day. So it's a big part of us. We, I've been all over the United States and I run into people that have their rings uh, all over the U.S. So get you a ring, wear it, and it just shows you're part of our tribe and you support such a great organization. Mm -hmm. Now I notice it's on your pointer finger. Does it matter which, which finger they put it on or good one? It's on your trigger finger. It can be either index finger, but that's the only way it's a 22 kill ring. And also on the inside of the rings we sell, it does say 22 kills. So, um, they know that you're, you know, can show that you're part of our tribe, but I don't know any other organization that has it on the index finger. So if I see you anywhere, other people see it, cause I run into them all the time and it's neat. My truck's wrapped, you know, it has 22 kill on it, one tribe on the hood. And there's always people that stick their rings out the window when they're passing mm -hmm. by. So uh, be a part of our tribe. Get on uh, our website and get your ring. Find out what size it is because we, we have all the sizes. So size your uh, finger first, your index finger, so you make sure that it fits. Excellent. Well, Dan, thank you so much for being on the show and everybody. Thank you for listening. Be sure you share this episode because this is a very, very important one. Um, Dan, again, the uh, website information. www.22kill.com. Okay. And you can find all of the social media links, uh, Facebook, yep, all Instagram, all that there. Um, I'll also include that in the show notes for those of you listening. And um, it's going to be on the screen for those watching. So again, Dan, thank you very much for your time and we appreciate you. And thank you for what you're doing as well, Patty. Thank you.
Thank you for listening to Wake Up with Patty Catter. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you for all you do. Follow Patty at Patty Catter on Facebook and Instagram. Get social. You can now watch Wake Up with Patty Catter on Amazon TV and Roku. It's the only podcast I listen to. Be sure to check out Patty's apparel line, The Patriotic Mermaid at thepatrioticmermaid.com and on social media at The Patriotic Mermaid. I love it.